0: There's joy in every journey
1: presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings. There's never been a better time to join T-Mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Hi everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's baseball insiders Yankees spring training podcast for Saturday, March 13th, the Yankees home against the pirates won seven to five. DJ LeMay who hit a three run homer in this ball game and, uh, Corey Kluber started. He allowed two runs in four innings. A lot of the Yankees' top relievers followed Kluber. Aroldis Chapman, Darren O'Day, Justin Wilson combined. They gave up one run. Chad Green gave up a couple. Luis Sessa finished off with a scoreless sitting. Aroldis Chapman struck out one batter in his one inning of work. It was pretty quick. Uh, Chapman didn't throw a lot of pitches. Ten pitches, eight strikes. But he did throw a good splitter. I think a couple actually. For strikes, this split change that really surfaced last year, it appears, for the first time with Chapman in a ballgame. All of a sudden, it is kind of the talk of spring training because Arolas Chapman still throws very hard, but he's not the guy that throws 105 anymore. As he's come back down towards the gasp, double digits of 98, 99, 100 occasionally, he's a guy who has experimented with some more weapons adding in the slider. And now a third pitch, this splitter that is an effective changeup. And we've seen it a couple of times. It looks like a good pitch. A lot of people talking about that today. We'll give you a little sample here of what people had to say about it, starting with Yankees manager Aaron Boone.
3: You know, even going back to last year, you know, we, we felt like it was it was real and something that he could certainly incorporate. You know, I think he worked on a little bit this winter and has carried it right into spring training. So... it's a pitch we have a lot of confidence in, but I think, you know, most importantly, Chappie has a lot of confidence in it and um, you know, the results have been really good on it. And, and, and I would say the feel he has for the pitch. So it's one thing to have this disgusting pitch that it's difficult to harness. Um, It's going to be difficult to catch at times, but um, he's got a really good feel for it. And, and, you know, it's something that, you know, certainly will play for him in the immediate, but I think something that will allow him to, you know, as he gets in the second half of his career, I think be something that keeps him, you know, dominant moving forward. Well, it's a pitch that he used in the playoffs last year, you know, when it was a very new pitch. So I, I think that speaks to the, the quality of the pitch and the confidence he had into it in it really in its infancy, um, then I think, you know, really getting to hone it a little bit this winter and then carrying it now into spring, you watch him. It's it's like a pitch he's been throwing all his life. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, everything lines up for it to be a, a real factor for him.
4: Here is Yankees bullpen coach Mike Harkey. It's something he's been messing around with probably the last three or four years and then didn't break it out to last year. Um, and just by chance, he was pitching in a, in a low leverage, get some work in game and use it a couple of times. And I obviously fell in love with it. And we told him we thought that it was something that he should use, not be afraid to use in big games. And he has, and it's it's been a big pitch for him. Um, I expect the usage to go up exponentially this year. So um, I think it's just another weapon for a guy that throws as hard as he throws and has had the success he had. Yeah, I was okay. going
2: to ask how how often you think he can throw it. I mean, you, you, he's showing that much confidence in it, and you're showing that much confidence in it?
4: Yeah, well, he's he's been throwing it to lefties in spring training. Well, usually that's the the last thing that comes, and um, he's he feels really good about it. He feels like he's in a really good place mechanically to be able to uh, consistently throw that pitch when and whenever he wants to.
2: Fellow reliever Darren O'Day is probably a little jealous at Chapman's tools of being able to hit a hundred. I don't think O'Day has ever done that, but um, O'Day does have deception to his game, especially when he's coming from that arm angle and uh, what he's able to do against right-handed batters. So I asked O'Day, as a guy who is practiced at deception, what kind of role that Chapman's splitter can have, what kind of deception that can offer to a hitter. And, uh, and help Chapman along during the year?
1: I've seen him throwing it out, and, you know, when the, the pitchers are playing catch, and, and poor, poor Sassa has to try to catch it. <laughs> it turns from a game of catch into a game of fetch, so it must be pretty good. <laughs> uh, you know, a guy like Chapman, he can – I'm pretty sure he can do whatever he wants with the baseball. It's just gonna, it probably just took him some time. Guys that throw that hard, you know, they don't really have to have much off-speed – of course, he didn't come up through the minor leagues but you can just dominate with one pitch so you know chap trying to get better and that's that's the sign of a really great player so he's known as being you know the hardest thrower in the league so these guys they have to gear up to hit it and if you can throw something that, that the bottom just drops out of he's taking all that spin off the ball um, it's going to be tough because now he's controlling the, the strike zone in another dimension so front and back uh, with with that that straight off speed um, and then he's obviously got a, a good slider too so you know, he's just add another wrinkle to it, and the more things that a uh, hitter has to defend against, especially on a night, say, Chappie's slider's not working and he needs to get a guy off balance, now he's got an extra option. So he might not have all three pitches. If he does have all three on a night, it's probably going to be, you know, three strikeouts.
2: And finally, another reliever, Justin Wilson, who has uh, seen Chapman quite a bit over the years and uh, now sees what he's doing with this extra pitch
1: one of the guys in the league that could go out there and throw all fastballs and still have very good success. Um, for him to better his game is, uh, you know, really impressive. Um, and it's pretty darn good. Yeah, it's a good pitch. You, you watched it? Yeah, I mean, I, there's not much that comes out of his hand that's bad, truthfully. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, anything that get him off his fastball because they got to be so ready for it um, is, is going to help.
2: Aroldis Chapman has been a successful closer for a long time. He's a good closer. He's going to put up a good year if he's healthy. It's, um, you know, that part isn't really the mystery. The mystery is what happens in October. And uh, we've seen a couple of Octobers that ended with big home runs uh, against Chapman. So that question is always there. Um, It's hard to recover from. Uh, there's still a little air of mystery around Chapman, the language barrier off for some of it, but it doesn't appear that he lacks for confidence. Uh, Aaron Boone said so much the, uh, about him as well. Uh, he's going to be the closer in another big situation for the Yankees in October. And you're going to see plenty of times the highlights of those home runs that he's given up in October. And that's going to be the history that Chapman is dealing with as he tries to get the Yankees past that. The Yankees do not win a World Series if a as Chapman isn't closing it out. I I feel pretty confident in that. You know, a number of other things can happen, but Chapman is going to have to have a good year and he's going to have to have a good postseason. That much I think is is pretty clear. You've seen a lot of other teams get around closer uh issues but they they don't have usually Chapman closing for them they usually have have had issues trying to figure it out and don't have anybody in that role and they kind of have to figure it out as they go Uh, the Yankees have a guy in that role they're going to give him the ball and they're going to hope and pray that it just doesn't turn out the same way it did in the last couple of years past and maybe just maybe having this extra weapon of a split change can be an effective enough pitch that he ends up uh, having a better success this October than he's had in previous Octobers. Hey, remember that Ed Coleman and I are on the air on WFAN Sunday morning, 9 a.m. And remember to turn your clocks ahead, because that's this weekend. We're on 9 a.m., then at 1 o'clock, Yankees and Blue Jays in Dunedin. Ricky Ricardo and Jeff Nelson bringing you the play-by-play of that one from Dunedin. And uh, we're here every Sunday morning, Eddie and I, on WFAN Uh, through the rest of spring training. Remember that's 660 on the AM dial, 101.9 FM, and you can stream us uh, on all your devices and on the radio.com app. And also check out these podcasts, My Yankees Reports, Ed Coleman's Mets Reports, daily throughout spring training. You'll find us on the WFAN Baseball Insiders site, on radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy.